Welcome to Fortitude at Work, a podcast all about building your mental and emotional strength. Pull up a chair and join in the chat with your hosts, Leanne and John. Let's talk all things that put fortitude to work for you. Okay, Johnny. We're back. We are back. This is pretty exciting, isn't it? It's been a couple of years. It has, it yes. has. Yeah. And we're going to get all posh and fancy and call it season two. We are. Season two after our hiatus. Oh. There we go. We've been gone a while, though. We have, yes. Tell me, what have you been doing? What, what have you been up to for four years? Um, well, uh, I haven't been incarcerated, if, uh, if you're wondering <laughs> about that. Bonus. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think uh, uh, COVID came in and made life mm. difficult for everybody. Yep. Um, and we all just concentrated on ourselves, which was probably a good we thing. We did. We did. Yeah, we we had, hibernated. We did. We, we went into the hole and stayed there for a couple of years like everyone else, which yep. um, I'm probably the only person in society that really enjoyed I know, that. you loved it, didn't you? I did. You? It was fantastic. You were very upset when we could go back into the world. I was, yeah. You said, oh, we can go book to go to a restaurant this week. And I thought, oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Damn. <laughs> And uh, uh, was it Uber Eats and uh, DoorDash and Menulog? I know. Made a fortune. They loved you, didn't they? They're going to miss me. They are going to miss you. But it's nice to be back. It is. Yes. And we're recording in a new location. We are with Jerry at Films for Change. I know. So where are we? Oh, Film, you just said, sorry. That's all right. Films for Change. Keep up. Say it again, John. Films for Change. (laughs) That's right. And what have you made me do this season? I've made you um, uh, not only come out from behind the mic, but into the camera. And do I want to do this, John? Do you have reservations? I do have reservations. What's that that all about? Well, you you know, I've got a few COVID kilos on. Mm -hmm. Thanks for that. Yep. And our seven listeners are judging you (laughs) as we speak. Sorry, (laughs) Mum. She, she doesn't watch it. No, she's not no, watching, no, she so it's okay. This. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so thanks for that. Thanks for putting the camera in my face. Yeah, sorry about that. I thought it might be um, different. Yeah. Yeah. And and thanks also for asking me what I've been up to the last few years. Well, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what's kept you away from, oh, for the th- last couple of years? Thanks for asking, John. Mm. Yeah. In the last few years, I've actually, as you, you do know, mm. actually, I've been completing my PhD. Yep. And I'm still completing my PhD. Yep. And I'm really excited to be back doing this, actually, I have to say, because um, I've found out a lot of things. Yes. We'll and you've got a lot to say too, haven't you? Always. So I thought this is a great opportunity to share some of those findings yep. um, and to talk a bit about small business and coping yep. in small business. But the beauty about that is that I think small business owners are humans. They are, last time I looked. Yeah. And your PhD is all about um, the mental health or mental fitness, if you like, of people in small business and how to uh, build some resilience in that space because it can be an incredibly stressful choice to be a a, a small business person at this time in history. And given that there's over 4 million people that work work in small business, Mm. we are probably going to be talking to a lot of people. Yeah. And because we're talking about human things, you don't have to own a small business to listen to this, do you? No, it's uh, it should hopefully help people. We're in the business of helping people. Yeah. Um, actually, we're in the business of helping ourselves with a side effect that some other people might get some value. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yep. And so can you tell me a bit, speaking of helping people, because you're doing that quite a bit nowadays, so mm-hmm. what are you doing? Do a plug, John, a plug. Uh, Johndiamondcounseling.com.au. 
<laughs> um, I've uh, put uh, my energy into going back to something that has always kept me grounded over the years. I've, I've, uh, I've been in oh. small business, several small businesses, yes. and, uh, and I also spent a bit of time in corporate world. Um, but over the last couple of years, for my own sanity, I jumped out of corporate and I've gone back into the helping trades. So I now have a, uh, a small business of my own, which is uh, to be a, a counsellor or, or a therapist mm. for those people on the central coast. Yeah, um, we don't have to be on the coast. I think you've actually booked sessions with people that are in, like Europe. I think haven't you? As what Germany and yeah. Singapore, yeah, and Adelaide. Oh, Adelaide! I know, I know, oh, I know. far yeah, away. That's it. But also around the Central Coast and right. Sydney. So yes, I have Zoom sessions and uh, telehealth. Yeah, and uh, and in person. Yeah. So yeah, and it seems to be working for me at the moment, and uh, and I'm not being that, all that harmful. So yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. And in fact, if we're going to come back to small business, as mm. I'm sure we're going to, one of the things that has come out in my research has been how important it is for small business people to actually connect with someone or to talk to somebody on a regular basis. And so I think there's actually quite a bit of overlap between what you're doing and the research that um, that I'm doing, which is kind of lucky because we live with each other. Yes, that's true. And as we said, the uh, people in small business are people. They are. Um, and it can be a lonely space uh, doing that on your own. Um, so connecting with other people in similar circumstances and, uh, and talking yeah. about what it's like is uh, healthy. Yeah. Yeah, connecting. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. It's mm. really healthy. So we're going to have a different theme yep. for each of our episodes. And today what I oh, – we talked about this so much because we walk every morning, don't we? We do, yes. And I do most of the talking. You do. And you, you do, do most of the eye rolling. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, you do most of the talking. Yeah. So we have talked about this and we've talked about having a different, you know, theme for every episode. And, and you've been lovely in asking me, well, what are the sorts of things or where should we go? And we've tossed around a few ideas about where where we would start season two but inevitably we come back to this whole idea of uh, what's been I guess a major part of my research and what I've found and that is this notion of um of having personal power as a small business owner and how that kind of pervades everything. That's a big word, isn't it? That's great. Have it's a, very, it's it a very big word for you. Mm, pervades. Yeah. Yes. Invades. It that's does. perhaps better. Yes. Um, how it's kind of actually affects everything that we do as small business owners. Yep. And um, I think this is a key thing. So you heard it here, hot off the press, not even in the thesis yet. This is a key theme. Um, is really getting a grasp on um, what power means. Yeah, and for those small business people who um, have come here to listen or watch this, um, and I think the only thing you get out of this half an hour mm. podcast is how important it is for you to recognise the value of having personal power yeah. in your small business, it will get you through. So that's what we're going to try and get across in the next few minutes, yeah? Yeah, cool. yeah. That's it, exactly. And so, and I think the reason I started to, to sort of think about this and this started to come up more uh, regularly, maybe I should take a step back and explain mm. what I've done for the last few years, and that is research uh, small business owners. So I've actually gone out, I, I had 34 small business owners um, in a range of various industries that I went out and um, I did interviews with, um, quite long interviews. They were lovely people. They gave me their time um, and helped me incredibly. So I did a lot of interviews 
and then analysed everything that they had to say, coded everything that they had to say, and then looked for what are the themes that people are telling me. Mm. And really what I was wanting to know about is what are the things that go on for you at work as a business owner that might cause you um, some level of stress or anxiety and and what is it? And so it's been a really interesting journey because I'm a small business owner too. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you, and you had some ideas, ideas going in. Yeah, that, have, that have been confirmed, but geez, you've learned a, oh, a lot, heaps, a huge amount. Heaps. Yeah. So, um, so asking these questions, what I found was, and I'm, and for anyone out there that's actually, you know, really into research, I'm doing grounded theory, which is actually the kind of approach that Brene Brown uses. In fact, so mm. that's the closest I can come to the real world. Anyway. Um, within this research, I was constantly questioning what small business owners would be telling me from time to time because inevitably people will say, love being my own boss, yeah. just absolutely love working for myself, love the freedom of it, can't imagine working for anybody else. And I think that's brilliant. And everyone, you could hear, you know, the love in their voice yeah. when they talked about that. Yeah, the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of struggled with it, I have to confess. And the reason that I did that is because I've worked in small business mental health. Yep, and it's not that free. No, it's no. not that free. No. So when I look at the figures around how many small business owners are feeling stressed at the moment, how many are feeling anxious, and there's a lot of reports out there. Treasury have done reports. Zero have done reports. Commonwealth Bank have done reports. There's a lot of information that says a lot of small business owners have either gone through a huge amount of stress because of COVID, yeah. for example, and forced shutdowns, or they're experiencing stress and anxiety at the moment. So I just couldn't I couldn't put the two together. Mm. Like, why is everyone telling me that being in small business is so fantastic? And then I read a report that says everyone's really stressed and anxious. Yeah, and uh, all the way to um, uh, breakdowns, suicide. Right. And um, exits yeah, out of business. Yeah. And, you know, I did that longitudinal study with the University of Newcastle and my supervisors and we looked at the long-term effects of COVID mm. and what we found in small business and what we found was now more than ever small business owners are talking much more actively about exiting mm. businesses mm. I can't wait to retire to get out and close the doors yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in staying in any longer right? we're seeing more and I'm not saying everyone no. but we are seeing that more frequently so I just couldn't I couldn't marry the two together mm. The freedom yet stress. So what does that actually mean? So when I dug a little bit deeper into that, there's quite a number of elements that equal a sense of freedom or power in a small business um, that I think we need to acknowledge. Because if we can understand those elements, then perhaps we can enjoy the freedom mm. in small business without the stress. So the small business people told you what? What was it? I'm so glad you asked, okay. and I know we're only doing 30-minute episodes. No, thank right. goodness. Everyone's going, thank goodness. <laughs> that's all right. Well, in, a, in a nutshell, what's your entire PhD about? Seven seconds. Go. <laughs> you know this is how I put you to sleep at night, isn't it? You just ask me about my PhD, um, yeah, and I give yeah. you an answer. Insomnia, not a problem. <laughs> no, not sleeping soundly. I ask a question at 11. Yep, and you the sun my- comes up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're amusing each other. So, okay. 
So what did they tell you? What did they so, tell you? Okay, yeah. So, okay, so I guess it's really understanding. Oh, okay, let me take a step back. We know if we look at employees in workplaces, right, yep. which is where most of the research is done in this space, we know that for an employee to be happy at work, they need to have a few things. They need to feel like they're in control of their job. They've got a bit of a say in what they do and how they do it. They need to be, they need to have good examples of leadership around them. Yep. So they need to have people that are really walking the talk and care about them and do all of those things. And then they also need um, a workplace that normalises discussions about mental health and self-care, where I'm feeling um, like it's okay to say I need a mental health day today. You know, like it's okay to talk about mental health. So this is what we know about employees. But, of course, you and I know, because we're small business people, Mm. that it's very different when you work for yourself. Like... Mm. Who do I, if I want to have a mental health day, mm. what do I do? Do I say to you, I, I'm going to have a mental health day? Like, yeah. and can I afford to do that? Yeah. Well, there's, um, I don't think there's sick pay for yourself That's if you right. take a day There off. isn't. No. So, yeah. Okay. So, so there's, uh, there's those things. So it was uh, autonomy, uh, having, having control. Right. Uh, having um, uh, connection to others. Yep. Uh, yep. And also uh, normalizing what it's like to be you with others yeah yeah exactly so it's taking those ideas and saying well if i work for myself and in fact we know for example 64 percent of all businesses in australia don't have employees Hmm. we actually work alone yeah so if i work for myself how do i take what i might know that keeps me mentally healthy or feeling good at work and apply it to me if you don't mind can you give me an idea of the 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 one person small business people that you did the interviews with what, what sort of oh professions yeah the, were a they? range of professions yeah. um so i had um uh, a number of people that were working in the arts for example so videographers and uh, i'm saying that and i'm kind of looking past the camera now jerry so yeah, yeah. um videographers and arts people i had people who were in um um business consulting doing business consulting i had people who were um, doing graphic design. Were there some tradies and uh, yeah, had um, a couple of tradies. Had um, people that were working. Oh, actually, it was very quite varied. In fact, um, I think about seventy percent of all the businesses that I interviewed worked for themselves, so they worked alone, and the rest were what we would call micro business owners, which is. Um, they owned the business, but they had a couple of employees, right, so but no more than four. So less than five. Less than five. Okay, so on their own or less than five and yep. any, and across the board, hairdressers, oh, tradies, plumbers, really varied. consultants. Consultants, okay. yeah, you name it. It was, it was quite varied. So it was yep. very interesting, all mm. different industries. Mm. So anyway, um, thanks for that because now I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, oh, that, anyway. that, that was the point. <laughs> Take a breath. Yep. <laughs> So anyway, um, trying to marry these, you know, two elements up together and um, finding there's a number of things that affect that. And one of them is if we know in, say, an employee workplace that control, having a say in what I do and how I do it is important. Okay, so let's look at that from a small business owner perspective. Everyone telling me they love being their own boss and having control. I'm going, great, but you're still stressed. So what's going on? So... What I ended up doing was I would ask a question about that a little bit differently. Mm. So if I had somebody tell me that they love being their own boss and they could set their own hours and they love the fact that they could walk their dog at midday Mm. when everyone else is at work, for example, they have that freedom. So the minute I would say, for example, well, that's terrific, 
But what happens if you're doing a job for a client and you walk your dog at midday every Wednesday at midday and you've got a job that you've got to submit to a client that's due on the Friday, but then that client rings you and says, oh, Leanne, I need that job now on the Wednesday instead of on the Friday. Do you actually say to that client, I'm really sorry, but I'm out at midday, I can't do it? Well, they're, they're the, your bread and butter. So right. you're going to bend over backwards for, for clients. Right. They're going to come first. Right. So then, yeah. and that was quite often the answer that these yeah. wonderful small business owners, micro business owners would tell me. They'd say, oh, no, no, no. If the client needs it, mm. I'm just going to have to walk on another day. Because I've got to do what the client says because they are my bread and butter. Mm. I've got to pay my mortgage. I've got bills coming up. Yeah. I've got all of that happening. And totally get it. I understand. But that comes back then to the question of, well, just how free are you? Yeah. Well, if you if you left a job at you know 40 hours a week, um, how many of those small business people were honest about the hours they spent? on their jobs oh yeah look I, I can't remember the name of the woman Laurie someone yeah. I put this up when I teach at the uni I put this up in week two that says I've left my 40 hour job working for someone else just so I could work 80 hours for myself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But anyway, yeah. look, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because mm. what came out of the study that was really interesting was not everybody is stressed and anxious. So therefore the question is, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing differently? Yeah. So the ones that, that aren't coping and it's not sustainable, what exactly. are you doing? What are you doing to cope and to make it sustainable? Yeah. And what was the difference? It Sorry, glad I asked. Thanks for asking, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it comes down to this notion of what I want to talk about today, but I've talked too much, we're running out of time. Mm -hmm. It comes down to this notion of power. Yeah. So what do I do to feel powerful within myself mm. to be able to, if a client, for example, said to me, I need to move that deadline to Wednesday, I know we agreed Friday, mm. to be able to say to that client, I'm sorry, but I can't accommodate that at the moment. How do you do that? How do you do that what without being stressed and worried that I'm going to offend them, I'm going to lose them, yeah. I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage if I do that. Yeah, how do you, how do you get that power? Very good question. And you're going to ask the alternate question. I already know because I walk with you every day. What yeah. is it? Um, uh, why are you feeling so powerless in, yeah, the, in this why situation? why are you feeling so powerless? Yeah. Why are you feeling so powerless? And so really, I guess, it's this notion of power and all the things that feed into us feeling powerful that I'd like to kind of explore over this season, mm -hmm. really. And that comes back to our walk, yep. looking at all the topics, yep, yep. <laughs> what are we going to do, mm -hmm. and realising that we really can't do any topic until we talk about power yeah. and how I feel. Do I feel powerful? Um, as a small business owner. All right. So if you consider the time, and we will, uh, this will be weaved into our, our podcast yeah. in this season about power because it is the number one. Yeah? It is the number one. Okay. So what can you give these wonderful people now in the 60 seconds we've got left? Yep. Um, a strategy or a tactic or a way of thinking just as a, um, uh, you know, a, a first step, if you like, or a one, one, something they can try. Yep. Well, I think... Um, I think the first thing that I would advise is subscribe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to give it all out oh, in one no. go. We're going to go dribs and drabs to keep you close. Um, but yes, yes, stay close to us um, and 
you'll get more and more bits of wisdom yes. coming from uh, your research each yes. week. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I think this is interesting to explore is because I don't actually think that we think of mental health in small business and power together at the same time i think too often we tend to think of power as something dirty mm. you know who is a guy that was like aha dr evil yep. oh, ho, ho, ho. yeah or gecko gordon gecko you know where greed is good and that kind of, we, we haven't we have a bad light on it but in fact it's got a it's got a bad rap mm. i think if we understand our position in small business and whether or not we feel powerful and what are the things I can do that will make me feel powerful, we actually are likely to be much less stressed and anxious if we are ever stressed and anxious. Um, And not everyone is all the time. Mm. It comes and goes, which is great. That's called mental health. Like we all have good days and bad days, don't we? We we? We Right. We all have ebbs and flows. Yep, we're human. Right. But if we're able to say, hang on a sec, What's going on for me right now? Why don't I feel powerful? Mm-hmm. And then look at all the elements that might contribute to that. And that's the sort of thing that I want to explore. Okay. So that, that first um, uh, tactical strategy, if you like, is uh, mindfulness. And that is to yeah. that is to witness you feeling it uh, and say, what's happening with me now? That's like the first step in this process, to recognize that um, you're not feeling settled, that you're stressed and... Um, mm. to look at yourself and go, okay, what's happening for me now? I'm just going to take a step back. And we call that the gap, right? Yeah, we do. We call it the gap. Okay. And it's in season one. It is in season and one. And what episode is it in season one? It's number... <laughs> it's in, it's in, in episode one. So, uh, uh, sorry, season one, episode... And it's around the gap. Yes? The gap, yeah. Okay, okay. so um, we're going to leave these yeah. people now? Okay, yeah. so uh, just to summarise, if you like, um, huge amounts of information, huge amounts of research... And the results that have come from that to help small business people survive being in small business, um, and we've and Leanne's worked out from all of these uh, thousands of hours that you having uh, power, yeah, personal power, personal power is the key to your survival, and the first step in that is to recognise when you're feeling powerless. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Cool. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for your time today. Hope you got some great takeaways from our chats. If you'd like to know more about John and his counselling, go to johndiamond.com.au. If you'd like to know a bit more about Leanne and the work she does in the mental health of small business owners, go to fortitudeatwork.com.au. Don't forget, check the show notes for any additional information about support and resources specifically for small business owners.